Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prince for the week of September 17, 2023. The following announcements are from the Braille Book Review, July-August 2023, published by the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled. High-volume DTBMs and breath switches available. Did you know that qualified NLS patrons who are hard of hearing, as certified by an audiologist or physician, can request a high-volume digital talking book machine, DTBM, and stereo headphones at no cost? NLS also provides for free a breath switch compatible with both standard and advanced DTBMs. It is intended for those who are unable to use the buttons on the DTBM. The USB breath switch provides control of all functions of the DTBM using sip and puff action. It comes with a shirt clip, removable mouth tube, and inline moisture filter. To learn more about how to request a high-volume DTBM or breath switch, contact your cooperating network library. In Kentucky, that's the Kentucky Talking Book Library at 800-372-2968. COVID-19 information available in Braille. Braille editions of five CDC publications about COVID-19 are available from NLS on request. Please contact your cooperating network library for copies of any of the following booklets. COVID-19 vaccines for children and teens. What parents and caregivers need to know. Protect yourself and others from COVID-19, improving ventilation in your home. Get treatment for COVID-19. Protect yourself and others from COVID-19. Stay safe from respiratory illnesses. Free Braille calendars available. NLS now has free Braille calendars in both wall and pocket sizes for patrons. Please reach out to your cooperating library if you would like to subscribe to receive a calendar annually. NLS launches listserv for patrons. Want to learn how to make the most of the services NLS provides? The NLS Patron Engagement section now hosts an announce-only listserv that will include information and updates about NLS programs, services, and products that might be of interest to patrons. New posts will be added to the list a few times a week. If you are interested in signing up for this listserv, please send your name and email address to the Patron Engagement section at nlspes at loc.gov. You will be able to unsubscribe yourself from the list at any time. Here are announcements about KCB chapter activities. The South Central Kentucky Council of the Blind in Bowling Green invites you to its social hour each Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. Central Time, 3 to 4 Eastern on Zoom. They sometimes have a speaker, and other times it's just open conversation. 
The Zoom number is 669-900-6833, and the code is 763-689-4411. The Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision invites everyone to attend its next in-person Low Vision Support Group meeting on Monday, September 25. The time is 1 to 2.30 p.m., and the place is United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street in Louisville. KCCLV's next virtual low vision support group meeting is on Wednesday, September 20 at 8 p.m. on the KCB Zoom line. The topic will be traveling with low vision, and the speakers will be Susan Ament and Shirley Kane, who will tell us about their recent trip to Hawaii. Join the call from any computer, cell phone, or landline phone by dialing the KCB Zoom 1 number at 669-900-6833 and entering the code 862-9889-6972. KCB Next Generation will hold its Thursday night huddle on Thursday, September 28 at 8 p.m. Check with Joey Couch, KCB NextGen President, at 606-216-8033 for the Zoom number for this call. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind invites you, no matter where you live, to attend our September 22 and September 29 virtual roundabouts on Zoom. The time is 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern. The September 22 roundabout will be page turners. Come share good books that you've read or tell us about authors that you like. You are also invited to exchange tips on how to use Bard, Bookshare, Kindle, and other sources of accessible reading material. The Guide Dog Users of Kentuckiana will hold its next Zoom meeting on Monday, September 25, on the KCB Zoom line. The call will be at 7 p.m. Eastern and all are invited. The most recent ACB Families Program call invited participants to share ways they obtain information and research topics of interest to them. The call began with an excellent description by David Goldfield of how to find and use dictionaries, both online, on the computer, and on your iPhone. There were Many other tips also shared by callers, everything from weather to health-related information to cooking and much more. Natalie Couch did her usual excellent job of hosting the call, and Adam Rushevel edited it for time so that we could bring it to you this week on page 2 of Soundprints. You can listen to Soundprints in many different ways. We are heard 12 times each week on ACB Media 1, Listen there by using the ACB Link app on your iPhone or on your Alexa device by asking her to open ACB Media and then choosing number one when prompted. You can also listen on your Victor Reader Stream by searching for sound prints in the Victor Stream database. You can find us in the iTunes Store on your iPhone or in the list of podcasts in the ACB Link app. Listen anytime, 24 hours a day, on the KCB information line by calling 773-572-6318. 
Be sure to listen to the opening menu for available shows, as in response to a listener request, we'll be posting some of them from the recent past in addition to the most recent show. For more information about Soundprints, to comment on a current show or make a suggestion for a current topic, and to request a free subscription on CD playable on any standard CD player, call the Kentucky Council of the Blind at 502-895-4598. Page 2. Welcome to the September 17 ACB Families call. And uh, we're glad that you all are here. We hope a few more will come in, but we have a good number on the call tonight already. I'm Carla Rushable. I'm president of ACB Families and glad to have all of you here. Um, we're going to be talking tonight about ways that we gather information. Information can be anything from time and weather and just simple things that we ask to um, finding how things are spelled, uh, the meaning of words, uh, the um, synonyms or homonyms, those kinds of things. Or it can mean doing research. It can mean coming up with some basic information. You might need some things uh, related to your, your chapter. Or um, you might want to know uh, something specific about uh, a, pro- a particular, let's say, medical problem that you have. There's just so many things that relate to information. And so that's a huge topic. But tonight, what I want us to, to share are our favorite ways or preferred ways to find that information. Um, you know, when you talk about finding information, one of the first things you think about is a library. Or you may think about, well, I'll just Google it. Okay? That's fine. That's great. Both of those things. Are, but how specifically do you get your information from, let's say, Google or uh, Bing or some other um, some other uh, uh, information source out there? So it's a, it's a fairly open topic. I will tell you that, as usual, Adam is recording the meeting. He'll probably edit some uh, snippets and comments out of here uh, to make a sound prints program. So, you know, if you don't want to be uh, recorded or whatever, then, you know, just listen. But um, we hope that all of you will participate and you don't have to have a certain level of uh, technical expertise in order to um, in order to have something to share. So, uh, you know, you can say uh, instead of doing something online, if you don't have any way to do that, well, here is what I do for my information. You know, I call up my uh, Uncle Bob or. Aunt Mary, you look something up in the newspaper, or I use NFB Newsline, or whatever it is, um, the local radio reading service. There's many, many different sources of information. Some take a lot of skill. Some take no skill to use. Natalie, you'll let us know about hands. want to 
let you know how much we appreciate you hosting for us. I'm going to remind you before we start about our membership drive that is going on. Um, please remember that uh, when you join families by the end of November for next year, uh, the membership dues are $8 uh, for a one-year membership, and you can join families by uh, either uh, sending a check to uh, ACB Families, and um, the address is 148 Vernon Avenue, Louisville, Kentucky, 40206. Or you can give us a call at 502-897-1472. And we'll be glad to take your credit card number and, um, and you can uh, use a credit card or a debit card to charge your dues. Please do that by the end of November so that you will be in on the drawing. In December, for four eligible for four prizes, there will be a $25 Visa card, there will be two $50 Visa cards, and a $75 Visa card. So uh, we hope that you'll participate. We hope you'll tell other people about families and invite people to get involved. If you are not a member of our email list, you can join that list by sending a blank email to families, followed by a plus sign and the word subscribe at acblist.org. That's families, plus sign, subscribe at acblist.org. Okay, so uh, let's begin our sharing of information sources, and I will just ask who would like to go first. Um, if you would like to begin the discussion, then please raise your hand. So um, you have three hands so far, so... Oh, my goodness. All right. David Goldfield, you can... Um, David. Unmute, please. Sure. Um, thanks. So, uh, Carla, in your promo email, one of the examples that you gave for this was dictionaries. And um, there are actually some really interesting uh, sources for either free or very low-cost dictionaries for doing things like looking up definitions or you talked about synonyms or anagrams. Um, one of them is in the iPhone and iPad itself. So Apple includes a free dictionary, so you don't have to download a third-party app to look up definitions or information about words. You can, and those apps exist, but there's actually one that's pretty well hidden in the iPhone. And in fact, if you go online and look up instructions on how to use it, the directions that you'll get won't actually work with voiceover. So you may be tempted to think that it's just not accessible. But there is an easy way of doing it once you get the hang of it. And if you have an iPhone or iPad and you're a voiceover user, you move, you set your rotor to word mode, and you move to the word that you want to look up, and you either double tap and hold. In other words, you double tap the word and then keep your finger on there for an extra second or so. Or you can just triple tap, one, two, three taps with one finger. And you'll hear 
um, an ear con, a little sound that sounds like something has opened up. What you then do is with the rotor, go to the edit menu and swipe down and you'll see an option that says look up. Double tap that and you will get dictionary definitions and thesaurus entries. And then if you double tap those entries, you'll get additional information with sample sentences. Now, in order for this to work, you have to go into settings, general, and then dictionary, and, and enable the dictionaries that you want, because there are four dictionaries in English. Actually, there are two, as well as two thesauri, if my memory is correct. Plus, you've got a ton of dictionaries in different languages. So if you're interested in looking up words in other languages, you would enable those, whether it's Spanish or French or German or whatever you want, and then you can do that um, in most apps, your mail app, any web page in Safari, so you don't even have to usually be in a specific app in order for the dictionary to work. So that's the dictionary in the iPhone. I know that the way I've described it sounds very complicated, and to hear the way I'm describing it, you might be tempted to say, oh, forget this. You know, it's not worth it. But once you do it a few times, your muscle memory may kick in and you'll do it. For Windows, I'm going to leave the Mac alone because I'm not a Mac user, so I'll leave this up to other Mac users. But for Windows, um, there are two programs that are free. Um, one of them is something that's been around for a while called WordWeb. And that's W-O-R-D-W-E-B. You can get it by going to wordweb.info. It's totally free. There are some paid add-ons for additional dictionaries and features, but the basic dictionary is free. You can download that. And what's really cool is that when you're pointing to a word or when you're highlighting a word, um, you can press a hotkey and WordWeb will immediately come up and give you a definition for that word. There's another program that I recently discovered, uh, thanks to someone on Mastodon, called The Sage. It's a rather odd name for a dictionary. It's The Sage, S-A-G-E, <laughs> and it's from a company called Sequence Publishing. And if you go to sequence, S-E-Q-U-E-N-C-E, publishing.com, you can download it. It's free. Um, for $10, you can unlock some additional features and support them. But for the most part, I think most people will find the free version to be sufficient. And it is very accessible with hotkeys to get to the different features. So you have a dictionary, a thesaurus, you have anagrams. You can look up words that rhyme. So if you say, oh, I'm, a, I'm writing a song and I want a word that rhymes with table, or something. You can enter that word and get rhyming words, and you can specify how many syllables, you know, should the rhyme be. It, it, you can get really granular with it. Um, so those are two for Windows. And just to remind users of JAWS that you have a dictionary built in to research it, which is kind of languishing, and it's it, they're, they're losing features. But if you're in JAWS, you can press um, – uh, insert space and the letter R for research it. And uh, while you're pointing to a word, if you choose Wiktionary, which is kind of a wiki dictionary, um, you can get definitions and that is free. 
And one final uh, suggestion that if you are a JAWS or Fusion user and use Lisi, which is a third-party add-on, um, I won't even go into that too heavily because it, it'll really get into the weeds. But one of the things Lisi has in its search is a dictionary as well, which is really easy to use, and you could enter a word, and then it puts the definitions right into the JAWS virtual viewer, so it's real easy to read. So Windows users uh, have a potential of two free dictionaries, three if you count JAWS, four if you count Lisi if you're willing to pay for that, um, plus the hidden dictionary that's in all of the iOS and iPadOS devices. So that, that was the set of resources I wanted to pass on. Okay, thank you. Very good. You're welcome. I'm going to have to listen through that iOS dictionary thing again. I'm glad we're getting a recording of this. I'm sure going to need it, but I didn't know there was a dictionary built into the iPhone. So only had an iPhone since 2011. So <laughs> thank you, David. All right. Who's next, Natalie? Sorry. Um, can you guys hear me now? <laughs> Yes, we can. Uh, okay, okay. Sorry, it helps if you unmute. Um, Connie, you can go ahead and um, and answer the question. So I used to I used to Google things on the computer, but now I have three Echo devices. That that's Alexa, and so I ask Alexa everything from what's the weather today to what time is it to. Uh, give me a good recipe for meatloaf, uh, or what is the glycemic index of an avocado? Um, I help people with English on the WhatsApp platform, and I have this one lady from Egypt who likes to ask a lot of questions about idioms. And sometimes she tells me, she gives me an idiom that I haven't heard for the last 20 years. So I'll, I'll say, oh, let me cheat and ask my smart speaker. So I ask, you know, Lady A, what, what does, define this idiom? What does this mean? And she'll, she'll tell us what it means. So um, I also use Siri. Like if I'm out and about, you know, I don't, I don't have my Echo with me. So I use Siri sometimes to ask questions like, where is the nearest Italian restaurant? Or uh, where is the nearest uh, grocery store or something like that? Um, I have used Blind Square to locate different businesses. I don't know if that's still around, but I have used it to uh, used it to find a place for breakfast for my for for my husband and me. One time, I we were in Balboa on Balboa Island at Newport Beach, and we had done a lot of shopping, so we were sitting there enjoying our ice cream. And I said, "I want to find a souvenir a souvenir store." So I asked to open Blind Square, asked to um, look for a souvenir store. And it said it was just a few feet in front of us. And my husband said, yeah, that's right. It's right in front of us. We can walk to it. It's right there a few feet in front of us. So that, that's what I use. I use, you know, um, let's see, is there anything else? Those are basically what I use now. Connie, um, do, you, do you find that there is a difference in the information or uh, the amount of information you get from Siri uh, or from Alexa as opposed to the other? 
you know, in other words, uh, do you prefer um, one over the other, depending on the kind of information you're looking for? It's interesting you would ask that because, like, if I ask where's the nearest, you know, rest, where's the nearest uh, Mexican restaurant, uh, for some reason, I think Alexa tends to go downtown. <laughs> I mean, she tends to, uh, Alexa, stop. Sorry, I mentioned her name and she started talking. <laughs> she she tends to go in the direction of downtown, whereas Siri will actually tell me stuff that actually is near my house. So for some reason, she, she t- I mean, not always, but a lot of times she'll, she'll head kind of in the downtown direction. If if Leslie's on this call, she might be correct me and tell me I'm wrong. But 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 for some reason, but Siri will actually tell me something that's much closer to my house. But I like both, you know. Like if I'm out and about, I don't have my Echo device with me, and so I use Siri. But if I'm at home, I I use mostly um, my Lady A device. I don't want to say her name again because she'll, she'll kind of jump into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Who's All next, right. Natalie? Kendall or Brenda? I'm not sure which one wants to talk, but it's either one of those two. Go ahead, Kendall. Okay. Uh, yeah, actually, we we both uh, we both do it. Uh, we use uh, Alexa a whole lot to find information, uh, like if we want a phone, you know, business phone number or business address. We we use Alexa, or if we want to, if we get a new medicine, and we want to know side effects from it. We we ask her, you know, tell us the side effects of such and such medicine, and uh, we we use it quite a bit for that. And you don't use a computer, right, Kendall? Right. So that's that's your you know good source of go to source of yeah that's of true. information. Okay. All right. That's good. Um, you can get a lot of information in that you mentioned in that um, health area. And somebody, Connie, was it you that mentioned the, um, the finding the GI uh, index of the avocado? Um, yeah, you, you can ask for a lot of information that's related to uh, nutrition or health, how much uh, something. When I was in the um, hospital after coming home from the convention, my potassium was very, very low. And so when I came home, I wanted to be sure I was eating as many high-potassium foods as possible because uh, we tend not to eat enough, get enough potassium anyway, just normally. And um, <clears throat> so I found that I could ask her, um, you know, how much potassium is in, you know, whatever. I mean, we all think, oh, well, if I eat a banana or I eat an orange or whatever, that's enough. So, But you can ask for those foods, and um, uh, it's amazing how, how much of a particular vitamin or how much of, um, you know, a, a certain mineral or whatever are in foods. And you can get a lot of that kind of information from uh, from Alexa if you're just without having to look through a huge amount of detail. So, um, who else? Do we have another hand? Yeah, we have four of them. Um, oh my goodness. So, 
Next we have Cecily. Go ahead, Cecily. Now Cecily. we have five, but Cecily, go ahead. All right. Well, not to belabor the point, I will point out a little difference in it, though. I love to look mm-hmm. into different types of weather. Mm-hmm. I ask my Lady A device about the weather every day. But I find that she does things like, well, in the city of McDonough, the weather is this. Or in your county, the weather is this. But whereas with the iPhone, I can get more specific weather, that rain will begin at your location in 15 minutes. And usually, so I have alerts set to come on for those things, alerts set on my different devices to give me information about tomorrow's weather, for example, so that I can be prepared. And back, I used to call Newsline for the weather. I don't know if they still have that option that you can get weather there. And then there used to be a a landline information line I used to call that had the weather, the date, and the time. And I called that a lot when it was available. And, of course, I also Google things and then just go through the search results by heading until I find something that sounds good. So that's it. Now, Cecily, do you Google, do you use Google on your um, iPhone or on your computer? If uh, Google on the computer, if I'm on the iPhone, I'm using um, Safari. Safari. If If I'm typing in a search. But I also use the built-in weather app. I also have the Weather Channel app, which is not super accessible. What I do from the Weather Channel app is just swipe down from the top with two fingers and let it read me the whole page. So then I get weather headlines. I get the hourly weather for the next 12 hours, and I get whatever other useful information it wants to throw my way. All right. Okay. All right. right. Thank you. We have um, Jamaica. Jamaica. Hello. Hello, everybody. I just wanted to let you all know that um, mine is about um, that I usually use the um, Lady A device a lot, but I also um, go on the computer, but I have, um, sorry, but I have, help to help me look up to help me look up things uh look up things on the computer but i do have a computer so thank you okay all All right right. next is rosanna i want to first thank david for that information i had no idea that there was a, a dictionary in the iphone or that there was one in jaws um so that is really cool information, and I am thinking about actually getting Lisi as well, so it would be nice to know that there is a dictionary in Lisi. Thank you, David. I appreciate it. Um, I do use the A-Lady a lot. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think she's been, um, you know, quite an addition to my house. Um, I do ask the weather in the morning before I leave for work or whatever or for the week or whatever. I also use the weather app on my phone. Um, I use that during the day when I'm at work, see if it's going to rain or what the story is. Um, I also have, um, you know, I use Google both on my 
phone to research and on the computer because a lot of times I'm looking up medical things and I have been having a number of issues and trying to find out what it is or how to deal with it. Um, so I'll go to WebMD, um, you know, on the computer. Um, when I use Windows and I haven't really touched my Mac in a while, but when I was using my Mac, I also use Safari, so I'm familiar with both. The other thing that I do that's very interesting is that I'm very interested in aerospace and flying. And, I, well, before the pandemic, I did travel a lot. And um, my sister lives in Denver, so I would fly out to Denver. And very often she'll fly in here, and I use Flight Tracker. For that, I use something called Flight Aware, um, which actually is accessible, which is very, very interesting. Um, and I also use Flight Aware on, on the computer as well. Um, interestingly enough, the A-Lady will also tell you and give you flight information as well, which, um, which is really kind of cool. I only found that out recently. I didn't think she was that smart. But apparently she is. Um, I do struggle with, um, you know, before I lost some of my sight, I used to be able to physically read. So I used to be able to read the newspaper or, or find things and read it. And I do struggle with now learning how to do things, quote, the blind way, unquote. And, um, you know, fortunately I have good, decent, I won't say good, but decent, computer technology skills, so I'm able to do that, but I'm not as efficient at JAWS as I would like to be, and if I was, I probably would be able to access a lot more than I can, you know, than I do now. So, um, you know, I try to use as many avenues as I can. I do use Newsline, by the way, um, and it's I find Newsline very, you know, very helpful. I use Audible to read books, um, Audible books. Um, I like it better than BARD. I find difficult to download books from BARD, so I gave that up. Um, and that's, that's basically, you know, that's basically what I'm doing. I'd like to learn how to read music. Uh, I mean, I know how to read music, but I can't read it anymore. I'd like to learn how to read it the blind way, um, you know, because I do play the piano. So uh, that, that would be really cool. But that's, that's where I'm at right now. All right. Hang on just a minute. Um, okay. So, Rosanna, for, for music, do you know uh, about the uh, Braille Music Collection at the Library of Congress? I know it exists, but I, I never, because they refused to teach me Braille because I had sight, I don't, I'm trying the hardest to learn Braille now. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm struggling with that as well because I love to read and I wish to hell that I was able to learn Braille when I was younger because now it would serve me very well and I'd at least be able to read. So that's where I'm at. That's my struggle, Carla. That's exactly where my struggle is. Okay. Uh, well, the, um, the Braille music, well, the music reference section at the Library of Congress would also have some large print and some recordings. Um, yep. I think both when they add them. Yeah. 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 And so you might contact your New York 
uh, librarian, oh, whoever uh, you get uh, your talking uh, books from. And yes, my local library, yeah. Yes, and, and ask them about that music reference section. Um, and they probably would have some material. Braille music is, is reading that is real different than reading Braille, um, you know, like, Braille. Like, yeah, like words. Yeah, and, just, just yeah. literary Braille. Um, but but they would have, I'm sure they would have materials that would let you, you know, kind of learn that. Um, oh, I'm going to look into that. Thank you. Yeah, and that, that could be helpful. So, because they have all kinds of things, and they've expanded it a lot um, oh, over cool. the years, too. So, so check that out. Yeah, I will. I'm going to check that out. The other thing I like to do is art, and, you know, of course, now it's, Vision loss, it's very difficult, but I love art and creating, and um, I understand that NYPL has a, our New York Public Library has a special thing where you can do tactile art, so um, I'm hoping one day to go into the city to that library and um, and see how, that, how they do the tactile art, because that would be really cool. That's something I very, very much miss is drawing and art and things like that. Mm-hmm. Natalie, does ACB Crafters still have their thing going on 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 um, on uh, the community in the community? Yes, they have at least two classes a week. So, yes, there's there's a and lot they're, of and they're on different different topics, aren't they? Yes, they don't stick to just one thing. No, this uh-huh. week it's crochet and the book club oh, or cool. something. So. so that I would love. I'd love to do stuff like that. I really want to go to that that community call because that I used to do knitting and too as I yeah they do oh, yeah. Forgotten how to, I forgot how to do it yeah they do um, needle knitting and also loom knitting so. yeah needle knitting is what I used to do but I don't mm-hmm. know how to I've completely forgotten how to do it but mm-hmm. um, I'd love to go now so I can make something for my grandson that would be really cool if I could go back to it and be able to knit something for my grandson that would make me really proud when my mother had very good partial vision, she was, um, well, they used to call them partial. She she had really good vision. She could read the patterns. Um, wow. And and she would do this fine, fine crochet cotton and these little tiny hooks that I could barely feel. And she just could not understand why I, as um, a very having very little vision, could not do that crocheting. and But when she lost her vision and she lost it all, she had to learn, <laughs> she had to learn all over again. And she, wow. became, she became, she crocheted, she did not knit. She became extremely good at crocheting, but she always, she found it was easier to start with a four-ply yarn and she never did really like working with a thinner yard. And so the shoe was kind of on the other foot. But uh, as far as where to find those materials, um, the uh, your um, uh, Talking Book Library uh, will have some, there are some very good books that are, uh, they're Braille books. They may have some, I've not explored the, uh, the audio books, but they do have some very good Braille books. If somebody else on here knows about some other resources, there's a lot of resources out there today for um, and 
online resources as well for accessible materials for crafts. So, wow. We might ought to do a, just a, a section on that sometime because that's a whole area in itself. So. Yeah, that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, who else? All right, so just to let you know, we are at 940 and we have four hands. Um, right. So, Betsy, you are next. Okay, I use Be My Eye some for information. I also use Lady A, and she is connected to my phone the way it was set up, and she does, the way she set up, she does, she does give storm alerts, and she is accurate within the hour. She also, um, I, when I wake up every morning, she tells me the weather for the day, so I use her for that kind of thing and more. And I also, um, use Siri some, but I do use Lady A more. It depends on what I'm looking for, which one I use. And my favorite device for medicine is Script Talk because my um, insurance pharmacy has the Script Talk label, and it tells me everything I'd ever want to know about medicine. You never have to look it up. <laughs> well, I also use Iris. It tells you, you know, what the side effects are and what the milligrams are. So if you forget what a bottle is because you forgot the label, it tells you on the Script Talk. So that's my most favorite right now. Okay. All right. Thank you. Who's next, Natalie? Um, Patty's lobby. Patty's lobby. Yeah. Go ahead, Patty. You are muted. Um, I use I use a lot of what everybody said. Um, I I like the weather as well as Cecily was talking, but I I use Lady A because I like to know about the world, so I can ask her what the weather is in any city in the in the world, and she'll she'll give me that information. I also use it for um sports scores. And um, I like to listen to different um, news bands, you know, you can get different ones on there. And the most that I use the Lady A for is baking. It is the handiest thing. You put the cookies in the oven 10 minutes. You don't have to worry about wiping your hands and setting a timer. And, <clears throat> and she just keeps me right on task when I'm doing all my, my famous baking. I also use my Victor um, for the references. A lot of times I'll go to that reference and put in something I want to know, and it'll read me a, a good summary of it. And the Sense Player also has that on it now. I'm just learning to use that. Um, and, of course, Be My Eyes and Ira. And I like to sometimes just <clears throat> open Be My Eyes and go outside and have them um, describe what, what the scenery is out there, what, what's going on in my neighborhood. And, <clears throat> unfortunately, sometimes I just can't find the information I want anywhere, and I have to call upon a neighbor or a friend to to look something up that I just cannot find. My other last resort that I use when I'm traveling, I love geography and love to know where I'm going and I want to know, you know, <clears throat> what street I'm on and where I'm turning. And so usually when I'm writing with friends, if, if I know they'll be cooperative, I will ask, you know, what street is this? Where, um, what are we turning on? You know, once I know it's okay, but when you go to new cities and stuff, it's always fun to figure out what, what's on this corner that we're exiting and, just so you can kind of remember that someday you may be the one that remembers what's on that corner that you're going to be taking that exit off of. So I try to help my sighted friends that way. So I'm very cued into all these wonderful devices that are out. <laughs> yes, used to years ago before the GPSs and things, um, I just had someone at church this morning that was saying, do you remember when you asked me to take you to the doctor? And I said, well, I don't know anything about downtown. And you said, oh, that's okay. You just drive. I'll tell you where to turn and where the building is and all this. <laughs> Back before GPS. And I said, yeah, that's when you needed a blind driver. 
Okay, thank you, Patty. Who's next, Natalie? Um, Adam. Yes, uh, I wanted to go back quickly to the music uh, question, and uh, they do have materials, of course, in Braille, but they also have large print uh, materials, both for actual music scores and music instruction, and they have recorded audio um, music, both for uh, listening to music and for instruction, like if you want uh, uh, audio instructions on how to play the guitar, they would they would have a, an instruction uh, recording uh, in, in a beginner level that you can get and so on. And you can also call the music section directly. Uh, you don't have to go hmm. through your regional library. You can call them and tell them what your needs are, and they, they would like to hear from you and probably could help you out. So I was trying to find the number uh, for the music section, but I haven't been able to find it yet. But, um, you know, you certainly might want to give that a try. While I'm at it, uh, some of my resources, I will start out with a couple of knots, and that is I do not use uh, television for information, and I do not use social media for information. And thirdly, um, <clears throat> uh, if I want to try to get sports scores, um, say like after yesterday, uh, Saturday's college football games across the country, I find that ESPN is absolutely useless in trying to get oh. scores from there. Uh, they, at, at night, they might have uh, a, a broadcast from midnight to 5 o'clock. They will have an hour's worth of recording from midnight to 1, and they might spend 20 minutes on three games or three topics, and then from then on, from 1 to 2, they repeat that first hour, three, 2 to 3, repeat, 4, 5, and so on. And so if you want to get a bunch of scores, they're useless. Adam, you're talking about ESPN Radio, right? ESPN Radio, yes. Now, I do watch um, our uh, a local TV station news broadcast uh, at night from 11 to 11.30, and that does give me some news information, but I really don't depend on it. Uh, I use the Echo uh, for all kinds of information, uh, as many have said. And uh, as far as with the uh, iPhone and Siri, uh, I get frustrated with that because you can ask it a simple question like, who was the first president of the United States? And it'll say, you know, who is the first president of the United States? Uh, here are some sources. Check it out. And then I'll have... 17 websites or something that you can do, but it won't give you just a simple direct answer. So I, I don't particularly like that. Uh, weather, I'm always interested in weather, and so I do listen to our uh, Weather uh, Bureau uh, station 
on uh, the radio, and that is, um, you know, not on AM or FM, so you have to have a radio uh, for that, a weather radio. But um, they do give you uh, daily sum-ups on on weather and records and that sort of thing, so I do like that. I also use a lot of the NLS magazines for information, um, all the way from things like consumer reports uh, to science things like National Geographic or Discover Magazine, and so I, I like those. Usually just try to gather other information wherever I can, but those are some of my main sources. Thank you, Adam. Well, our last hand is um, Teresa. I will ask the A lady, uh, you know, like what the current temperature is. I also like to ask her not only like what time is my local sunrise, I like to ask her in sunset times, but I'll ask her about places in other parts of the country or even in other parts of the world. Just out of curiosity. Or what is the current temperature in such and such a place? Like in the summer when we were, you know, sultering in the heat here, I would ask her stuff like, what is the current temperature in Buenos Aires, Argentina? Or I might ask her, like, what time is it in certain parts of the world? I mean, just for fun. Um, but on serious, on a serious note, though, I do ask, um, like, a, a score, if I wanted to know um, the score of a game. But I kind of dozed off on the Arkansas BYU game last night, so I asked her to play. And she, yeah, <laughs> and she gave me the information that I want. Yeah, well, whether I wanted it or not, she gave it to me. Um, and um, I'll ask her um, to play um, uh, the local new play a news station, and she'll sometimes she'll play uh, NPR. Or sometimes she'll play CNN from TuneIn if I want to hear that. I have to say play CNN from TuneIn to, in mm -hmm. order to get what I want. Um, ESPN, yeah, like Adam said, it it can be useless sometimes. Uh, a lot of times, the, like I said, I just go directly and ask her what the score is that I want. Uh, and um, and, and, and Teresa, line, before you... Yes. Before you get off of that, then I forget. Um, you know, sometimes it's all in how you ask the question. Um, right. It may tell you it doesn't have information, but if you word the question differently, then you may discover that there's plenty of information. So if you ask for, let's just use a football game, for example. If you ask, uh, if you'd said, what is the score of the Arkansas BYU game, it may have told you you didn't know, that she didn't know, because you were right. asking for both schools. And I, at least for me, I've discovered if I ask for one school, um, right. what's the what's the score in the whatever, football game, that she'll tell me. Well, you don't have to know both schools, because obviously they're playing each other. So right. it's, sometimes it's in how you ask the question. And that's true, right. too, for facts you're looking for. We have that right. issue all the time, playing some games, and we uh, want to look up some questions. So, I go ahead. Also go to, I'll, I'll call into Newsline, but I have found that they have some, I don't know what's going on, but they seem to have slimmed down 
on a lot of things that they used to have. The AT used to be a really good source, and now they'll just have maybe one or two um, options in the, under the Associated Press. It used to have mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. But I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, yeah, I'll go to the Target. Um, they'll have the Target ad, and I'll, I'll play it to see what they have. And I do watch my local TV station, too. Okay. All right. Yes, we have one more hand. Steve. All right. Go ahead. Oh, hi. Um, very interesting this evening. Thank you all. Is that Steve? Oh, I, I've, yes, yes, it is. Yes. Um, I've had a computer for 20 years, and I, when I first discovered how to, when I looked up things, how exciting it was, you know, to go to Google or Wikipedia. But the problem I was having is once I started looking up what I wanted, I'd suddenly go down another road because I'd, it, it would tell me something else that I was interested in, and I had to finally wind myself oh. back around to where I started. <laughs> and then, See, and, do I know that problem? I'm <laughs> telling you. <laughs> and then what ended up being about a half hour to be all night because it gets so, be so interesting. But yeah. um, So it's very helpful. And um, I also have Lady A, and she's helpful. But more recently, she has been almost uh, – her descriptions may be a little bit too short, like you ask the year for something, and she'll say just the year, and you hope she even heard your question right. I wish they had a toggle for you know more more information or um, not. It's, it's just that's just recently. And, well, now, uh, but you know that sometimes you can ask for more information. Yes, yes, yeah, so, and it'll uh, get yeah, it to you. Yeah. yeah, and the way you word it, like 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 it was stated, does make a big difference. But sometimes, for example, I was looking at a music artist. You know, when was something released? 2015, and I know it was like in the 70s, 60s, or 70s. It's because that might be a more current time. So that's where the computer and Wikipedia and different sources may give you more detailed information. Uh, uh, and you have to be careful on accuracy. But but I um, I I make the best of both worlds. And as far as the weather, yeah, I ask the weather. But I do know when I ask for my city that generally it's it'll say my city's name, but it will. Um, it's usually picking a specific major city in the area, not necessarily the one you live in, as a desig- designation. But uh, well, it's not always precise, right, right in your very own city. But the combination of that, and I've um, helped friends um, look up things, and sometimes we'll go to trivia and do things like that, just, just serious things and fun things. But all in all, it's made a world of difference uh, having uh, both options, uh, uh, where I didn't have that for the first 50 years of my life. So that, you know, that was really, um, really very helpful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yes, um, we're going to, we're not going to be able to take any more questions or any more comments. Um, but I do want to say, Steve, I do know how you feel when it was like over being overwhelmed with information. I remember the first night that um, I had a computer and the first night that I was actually on what today is the Internet, uh, back then we still had the source and CompuServe, and so not, not a, you know, the whole Internet. But I get on there, and here's all this stuff. I mean, just uh, topics all over the place. And I, I started trying to read them. Some weren't accessible. Some were. This was 30, 30, probably 32 years ago. And 
it was so overwhelming. I was on there for two or three hours, and finally I had to just turn it off and go to bed. Well, it's been fun. I hope you all have enjoyed it. I really appreciate everybody participating tonight and um, invite everybody to come to our meeting. We will have another families meeting on October 1. Uh, that'll be a more serious meeting. Not that this wasn't, but it will be a, a business meeting. Uh, please remember to um, send, send your dues or contact us about dues. You can call me at 502-897-1472, 502-897-1472. And Adam and I will be more than happy to uh, have you join ACB Families for next year and make sure you are in the prize drawing that will happen at the beginning of December, at the end of November. Well, thank you all very much. Thanks, Natalie, for hosting, and especially thanks to everybody for coming. And we'll hope to talk to you all again on October 1. night, everybody. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598. Or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.